Hello and welcome to episode 128 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howard. I'm just going to check to see if this is actually recording. Yes. <laughs> Good. Professionals at work. We are we are bringing you possibly the weirdest energy we've ever brought to a podcast. <laughs> we've done some we've done some I'm not going to I'm not going to say we're wacky and off the wall. I'm going to say we are as Chris hinted before unprofessional. But we are recording this. Uh, during the last hour of our Kickstarter for Heart, the City Beneath RPG. Yes, uh, just to give you some idea, it is now, hang on, where are we at? 62 minutes to go. Yes. So, there's going to be... Perhaps this is us just sort of attempting to do something to take our minds off it. It will not work. Uh, nope. Nope, so there's going to be uh, it's going to be frequent asides. Um, of course, by the time you listen to this... It will be over. However, and we will come with be us. on our yacht. Yes. Well, on our yachts, I hope. We're going to have individual ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not letting you on my yacht. That's, Just think that's... of all that with your big, horrible bum. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's painfully hurtful. And has ruined our friendship forever. I'd just like to briefly thank everyone for their um, money on the kindness in PR. All right, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like, kindness, and also, like, the support. I mean, the money's the, the, the bit that, that we did it for. But the, like, you've done, you, we, we've been absolutely, like, blown away by how much kindness and support and enthusiasm mm-hmm. and money people kindness. have given to this project. Kindness. People have given to this project. We're, we're nearly at 100 grand. We might break it before the end of the um, podcast. It's uh, entirely just possible. To, just to really show that Graham Wormsley's <laughs> Just So would you like a question? Oh, I'd love one, Christopher. Jingoist Fett asks, what's the best way to introduce rumours to the PCs here if they're not actively looking? So this is a challenge. This is always a challenge in role-playing games. Because you have, uh, in, in the world, in the world, in the world, you have, in, in, in the real world, you've got your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your fingies, and the fifth one, your tongue. Legs. You have legs, that's the one, your leg sense. And you have all this information around you, and you filter out just what's important to you. And sometimes not even that. And you then assess what matters by looking at the situation. Whereas in a role-playing game, all you have is the narration from the GM. And to a lesser extent, the dice, but even then the GM's interpreting what the dice are saying. Which means that everything the GM says must be important, right? In theory. This is a fool's conceit. (laughs) I think the, 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 the idea of, of a GM as um, some sort of omnipotent god who's sneaking in, oh, perhaps, I'll, perhaps I'll be coy and sneak in a reference to another few sessions down the line. T- like, it's not, it's, in my opinion, it's not good GMing. And it's not, it's not smart. It's just like, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. So what you need to do, what you need to do yeah. is completely get rid of any sort of coyness in your games. So, like, rather than saying, ah, so, you're at the bar and you overhear a washerwoman talking to a fishwife about, oh, oh, things have been bad ever since the goblins died stealing my socks. 
and the, and the fisherwoman's like, oh, they've been stealing all my fish guts as well. Because what you want to do is have the players kill the goblins. So just go tell the players to kill the fucking goblins. I'm of exactly the opposite opinion now. Okay. Since you've said that, now I'm now I'm the opposite opinion. Well, I mean, that's, that's good radio, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that you should constantly bombard them with meaningless <laughs> and useless information. Non-stop. Just throw them off the side. Make it entirely indistinguishable from any any useful information. Just like when they when they're like, we ask the king where he wishes the head of the the hydra to be buried so that it does not come back. The king the king looks at you for a moment and goes, "Have you heard there's goblins down by the river?" <laughs> what? Oh. I think my vizier is sleeping with a stable boy. You know, okay. just it just keeps going like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like basically, you cut out all of the all the NPC dialogue trees except for the bits at the end. Once you've once you've heard the plot, yes. Wh- Tell like, me more about goblins. Stop clicking on me. <laughs> you know that's that sort of level. Yeah. That, that's where yeah. we want the RPG to sit. Um, yeah. And then so you simply wait until they follow up on one of the ten thousand clues mm-hmm. you've given them, and then that mm-hmm. was the correct one. Ingenious. Can I make a suggestion? You could try. Do the second one they follow up on. That'll feel more organic. Oh, that's true. What What about the sixth? That's too organic. Oh, <laughs> that's too yeah. real. That's too real, man. That's that's too much like real life. It's 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 a weird thing because like, quite commonly I'll be walking down the street and I'll see like a note or something and like th- th- there'll be a note with like, a bit of paper with a number written on it or there'll be like a key that's been dropped or something and I'll be like. That's part of a puzzle, mm. obviously. Like I need to pick this up so I can so I can use it later in the game. But that's not how the world works. Sadly. But in games, it is. And I think that there's like your. I'm going to go back to the old advice of the Alexandrian, which is uh, if you've got if you've got an investigative um, plot, use three clues. So uh, in my in my previous example, you need to put in a third kind of fantasy woman. <laughs> and we've had we've had what well, we've had fishwife uh, a squid's and, maid. Squid's made, yes, yes. Oh, bless my ink pockets! Them goblins have been rummaging through the tentacle bags. <laughs> they made out of all the loose tentacles. <laughs> Riving away they are, like <laughs> a Japanese entree. We just fill it with milk and wait for butter. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrendous. <laughs> That's really fucked. <laughs> oh, it's got beak in it again. Why is the cheese black? I, it's uh, it's in the egg. No, it's just really off. <laughs> it's just rotten. It's gone bad. I yes, I think you can say you, you can say it three times. You can be fairly upfront with it. Um, you can have. Um, I think if you want to have a, if you want to have someone deliver it, you, w- without just saying, "Hey, here's the thing that's happening," you put someone else in the scene who do, who who, the, who the the quest giver doesn't want to 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 find out about okay. the, about the plot. So like, um, in that in that scene where you're like, "Oh, there's goblins in the basements," uh, the mayor in town, the mayor's like, "My town is the safest town of all, and what's more, I really like basements and putting beer in them when it's safe." And then, and then the the chief alderman's like, "Hey, come over here, buddy. Hey, the basements are fucking lousy with goblins. You gotta clear them out." You want goblins? I got your goblins right hey. here. Yeah, I got, got you a fun time with some good goblins. <laughs> that sort of thing. And so, twenty gold ma- an hour. Tw- huh? Uh, no questions asked, man. You do what you want down there. 
they, they, because you're going to kill them. I, I want to say that you're not like you're fighting the goblins. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, um, and I think that by having it sort of hmm, secret, that's a bit more fun and a bit more like it feels less on the nose than just having someone. Than just having someone say it aloud next to you, and then having to wait until the players go, "Oh, what's to do with the goblins then?" Because that's like you've just you, you, the first five minutes of the conversation they're already ordained. Yeah, it's always so awkward, isn't it? When like you've got a, a really stereotypical D and D game, everybody's in an inn, and you overhear somebody talking about the goblins. Mm. Oh, oh so, so the plot then? Why am I overhearing this? This is why we're yeah. here. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, I've got a question for you. Go on then. I said that. I don't have a question. Hang on. Well, you best find one. Red Sun Superman writes in and says, Is there any good reason not to let players do all the DM dice rolls? Um, I mean... We- weird what? question. Like, it's such right? a bizarre question. Um, yes, there's a good reason not to let players do all the DM dice rolls. If you wanted to cheat properly. It, well, partly. But also, it's weirdly honest, isn't it? Like, if you're rolling against yourself? I, well, I suppose, like, if it's not in a, if it's not in a, um, a one-on-one role-playing game, you can always find someone else to roll the dice, right? I guess. And I think there's something, there's something sort of egalitarian about it, because the players have to make all their rolls in the open, and everyone can see what they've rolled, and the GM's like, oh, maybe I'll keep my rolls secret over here. I mean, to be fair, I keep my rolls open anyway. I, I, as I've said before, I only ever hide my rolls if I want to lie, so it becomes really apparent. Yeah. But that makes that sort of like giving them to the players means that you're you're just in oracle mode. Yeah, you're just you describing know? things. You're just describing things, and you're looking, you're interpreting, and like you like the GM doesn't have that um, doesn't have that tether to the fictional world, the fetishistic object of the dice. No. But in a game where you the GM doesn't roll mm. at all, that doesn't feel strange. Your apocalypse worlds, your spires. Yeah, but in a game where yeah. the GM does roll normally, like mm. Dungeons and Dragons rolling to attack, mm. it seems weird that you'd describe what a monster does, and then somebody else w- would roll a dice to see if that happened. And it's not. It's yeah, that's fair. And it's not. Um... It's not rolling to avoid damage, like in... Oh, what's it called? Is it a free league game? Which one? No. Uh, the one where armor is just DR. Oh, Simbaroon? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so so that, like, uh, monsters don't roll to hit, players roll to avoid. Yeah. And there, and there's kind of and there's flat damage as well, I think. In, uh, so, uh, Into the Old has flat damage. Yeah. And you, and, you, and you subtract that with your armor, which is really clever. The... It's, it's, it's a bit like casting a spell, isn't it? So, like, you'll say, man, I hope this happens, and then you'll roll some dice, and there's these ritual elements to it. And if the GM doesn't have that, they're like, man, I hope this happens! And it, it's, it feels very much out of their hands, even more so than normal. Yeah, it's just... I don't think it's actually necessarily a problem. I just think no. it's weird. It does. You know? It tastes funny, doesn't it? Yeah, like, it's off. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think I think it could be an interesting experiment, and I think that as I like, I I transitioned from like as as a young man making lots of notes to making no notes to um, aggressively 
like not doing any work beforehand whatsoever, not even like learning the rules. And I think I'd like to get to the point where I sit on a chalange, uh, and the players roll all the dice, do all the maths, most of the GMing for me, mm. and occasionally I'll just poke my head through a, a, a cloud of opium smoke and be like, mm, you, the orc gives you a little kiss. And then I come <laughs> back, and I go back in, and I'm just this weird or- oracular figure who must be obeyed. I like that. I like that too. Get me a show launch and some opium, please. Well, I can get you 50% of that right now. Hurrah! It's half a chaise lounge and half an opium. <laughs> it's a chair and some smack. <laughs> it's a moody whiz. <laughs> now, Grant, I have a I have a double question for you. Whoa! Because I'd like to talk to the uh, talk about this in a meta sense because I have not read about the, the content of these questions, mm-hmm. but I'm very excited. So the first question is by Tech Age Three Hundred, mm-hmm. and the second by Aquamigdala, mm-hmm. and. One of these games I really want to be in. Right. The other sounds awful to me. Okay. So the two questions are, I have a colour logic puzzle I hope makes sense. And anyone here, a tea enthusiast or tea party expert, could use some advice for Noble Banquet. Fuck yeah. And these posts were right next to each other on DM Academy. (laughs) Have you ever had a, a colour logic puzzle in a game that has made the game good. Mate, I've never I've never stuck around long enough for a colour logic puzzle. Like it sounds the worst, doesn't it? It just sounds pretty like okay, so I think I did like I did like um where like you had a big dial in the centre and you could turn the tiles between black and white and black tiles hurt you and white tiles healed you. Right. So um, it's like a chessboard sort of thing. Yeah, like a chessboard. Yeah, it was like I think it was like um, like eight squares rather than however many is on a chessboard. Sure. And so by rotating that around, they could, they could sort of like set up the monsters to be in certain areas. Oh, and then and flick they, the and, dial so that it yeah, hurt and them. Yeah, and... and then and sort of make that work. So it's kind of. Fun. I mean, it was it wasn't especially um, great, but I tried. You know, sure. it wasn't really a, it wasn't really a logic puzzle. It was it was a trap switch. But the point is, I tried. Okay, Dad. Now what we've got here, what we've got here is a thing like so. There's 15 switches, and some of them turn lights on and off, and some of them rotate colours. But when you turn one light on, it'll turn the ones next to it off. It's that sort of deal they're, they're going Yeah, with. absolutely not. Unless you fucking program <coughs> that, unless you build the box, and then you write a wizard on the side of it, whatever. <laughs> you just write wizard on the, side, on the side of one of those simple pro- Simon machines. Property of uh, uh, official whizbiz equipment you write on the side. Brackets nefarious. Nefarious, spelt wrong. You have that, and then that. Um, then, like, if the players can physically interact with that, that's a proper. That's kind of fun. It's not really part of the rules of the game, but it's nice to have. Um, uh, see, I actually think it's detrimental to have these things. I think. I think if it worked, it would be a fun gimmick. But I wouldn't, wouldn't want it. Every My session. problem is that things like this, and it happens in board games an awful lot, mm-hmm. just makes you focus on the puzzle and completely forget about the game. That is fair, yeah. Like, it has nothing... At the end of the day, you doing a colour logic puzzle Mm. is not heroic. No. It's not very exciting. And I think, like, you could maybe have the capacity to defend someone while they were trying to... Sure. I mean, I think think the phrase describing it as a colour logic puzzle kind of sucks a lot of the drama out of it. So, like, I, I don't know what it's unlocking. It could be, like, the seals to the ancient empire... Sure, but what you've got is a colour logic puzzle that you kind of have to just focus on. Mm. And you're you're having conversations about it, like, oh, what if we press this button, then this button? 
Yeah. And like, well, that's probably how it would happen in a dungeon, but also mm. boring. I think you could probably do something fun if you had it in a LARP. That would be great. Yes, absolutely. Um, like, like we had like, when we did the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter LARP, we had a few sort of not quite hold people off, but some elements of like go here, find the thing, hold off vampires until you can get it out, and then run away. Yeah. So there was some element of really like, simple um, puzzles. Yeah, movement. Uh, in fact, and, and the puzzles were uh, were very simple. And even then, the players handed every puzzle they got to an NPC. Yes. <laughs> just every by the end of the game, we're just like, all right, sure. Yeah, yeah, you just want to play with a gun? That's absolutely fine. You've given us the money. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but now can we move to the second part of this? Yeah. Now, anyone tea here time. a tea enthusiast or tea party expert, I am genuinely happy that those might exist. I really like the phrase anyone here as well. <laughs> uh, you sons of bitches a tea party enthusiast. <laughs> any of you know how milk works? Hey, you redneck motherfuckers! Got some lapsang sushi? <laughs> so, so, you've got a noble <laughs> banquet encounter coming up. Yeah. And you want to get the tea etiquette bang on. I think this is an opportunity to do something really interesting. Okay. Because the point of tea etiquette, from what I can tell, like all noble etiquette, like all etiquette, is to uh, exclude people. It's a shibboleth. Yes, and so if you well, sorry, one if you get it wrong, it's a way of saying, oh, you're not like us. We don't have to be friends with you. And if you get it right, it's a way of saying, ah, you've 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 had previous lived experiences. You've had similar previous lived experiences to us. We can be friends. Um, which is why I don't really like tea parties. I don't really like the idea of a tea um, ceremony or ritual because it feels exclusionary. Because I don't understand what the fuck they are. However, but I do like a, I do like a cucumber sandwich. Exactly. I and I will like, put yeah. all of my morals aside for a cucumber yes. sandwich. Maybe a little eclair Ooh. and a nice a nice cup of tea with a saucer and then a fag after. That sounds <laughs> like <coughs> like, like, the, like a nice fag in the gardens mm. after a tea party. That sounds delectable. Well in the sort of place where they bring over the cakes on like one of those multi stacked towers. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like it's a little a, morsel and you just have a morsel of cake. Those are, those aren't used anywhere else. Come to think of it, are they? No, you never on, get only posh tea houses. You never get tiered food anywhere else, even at like banquets. Like you get you get your lazy susans. But I mean, it doesn't quite have the same ring to it when you just bring in a tiered fish and chips. No, I guess it doesn't work for hot food, does it? No, it would, it would mess with each other. <laughs> they just mess with each other. It'd be awful. Well, if you put ice, if you put ice cream loose on top, it would melt down to the bottom. This is, the this fish, is very true. It? Yeah, do not put loose ice cream above. If you, if you just put ice cream, chips, just put ice cream on a mesh above some fresh out the fryer fish. That would ruin both. You idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's on me. <laughs> that is my problem, and I apologize. I'm closing this restaurant down. <laughs> that's yeah. You. Yeah. Dangerous um, um. What's the point? Something about teas, teas and tea parties. Tea ceremonies, yeah. I think so. It's it's fun to have all these little things, but I think what you can do is if you've got this big noble banquet thing coming up, um, you have multiple simultaneous tea ceremonies happening, mm-hmm. kind of like a tea orgy, and you have to you have to satisfy all the different diplomats who were around. So, like the diplomat from. Um, Kilfiderminster really likes shortbread biscuits with his tea. Um, but the diplomat from uh, Nyanghua um, 
shortbreads, uh, sh- like any sort of biscuit next to the tea, any sort of milk is a grave insult. I so you see. have to you have to you have to erect a sort of screen between the two. <laughs> but like but like trying trying to juggle a, a, like eight different etiquettes at once mm. can be quite good fun. I kind of like that, and also like the idea that you don't know these problems beforehand. Mm. You just have to just go in and figure it out. I feel a bit bad about the way I said Ninghua there. I feel like it wasn't. I wasn't trying to do a comedy Chinese accent. I just want. I just want to get ahead of that. Okay, that's 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 good that you caught that. Yeah, I just I want to I want to apologise that maybe wasn't the most sensitive way I could have done it. So you've got like clerics doing. Do it like uh, doing magical food. You've got rogues sneaking around to try and get bo- like books of etiquette and to seduce um, diplomats so they won't turn up for the tea party. You won't have to satisfy them in that way. You've got the fighter carrying oh big big flanks of beef for the for the for the Nordic tea. <laughs> big flanks of beef. Big flanks of and a tiny like a thimble full of tea. Next to it <laughs> just, as well. just teensy. Mm. I think it could be lovely. And so like, I, have, I, have, I have a side question for you here. So you've yeah, got sure. your cleric, your cleric casting spells and, and helping yeah, yeah, you out yeah, during yeah, all this. Yeah. What happens yeah. if a cleric casts purify food and food and drink mm-hmm. on cream and butter? Well, they're not off, are they? But they kind of are. Like, I mean, all right, then Rockfort. Yeah, cheese you'd have a problem with. That's going like, to mess I- with your cheese, isn't it? I don't know, it's interesting, because, like, that isn't harmful to people. No. It is impure, but it... Well, I don't... That's, that's the thing. In, let's, let's, let's get down on this again. I don't think you put much else in there, do you? I don't think so, no. No, I think there's but some But I'm just intrigued, like, I, I don't sour know how cream? Sour cream would... So is it a sell-by-date thing or a poisoning that's thing? That's what I'm trying to work out. I'm saying, think... What I'm thinking is, does every Sainsbury's need a cleric? Mm. Or is this, a, is this essentially, like charity labour that we don't need. I believe that it mainly that it handles poisons. Okay. So if food is actively poisonous or food or drink is poisonous to the user, then it will it will it will get around that. Which means that if it has gone off to the extent where it'll give you a dicky tummy, it won't it won't give you a dicky tummy anymore. Right. It also neutralizes booze. But there's but there's like what might make me ill might not make somebody else ill. That's true. Is is there a gluten free variant of purify food and drink? That that's important, right? Like, is there a universal point at which X will give you a dicky tummy? Jesus, you're right. I can't. I can't, I can't. Because that, that's how magic works, right? It's mathematics. It basically, yeah, and it'll it'll be based on the caster, I suppose. So if the caster's um, celiac, right? Then 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 uh, all that bread will be turned into uh, rice flour and bits of cardboard. It's just gonna be yeah, just the odd worm. Yeah, <laughs> just this, just the shavings from a carpentry shop floor. I think what we found is that you can look at the RPGs too closely. Honestly, I, th- I think that's been the theme of our of our last one hundred and twenty seven episodes. <laughs> if, you, if you look at things too closely, they immediately fall apart. Mm. Um, mm. So at this point, I would like to um, ask nobody to criticise any of our works. Yeah, thanks. because thanks. yeah, if you look at it too close, it will fall apart. I've got a last question for you. Go for it. Do your NPCs speak during combat? How do you remember to get them to emote and speak during combat? Submitted one day ago by Saiyan Jesus. <laughs> Lovely. Well, he did rise again, I guess. Sometimes my NPCs speak during combat. All right. Like, they don't do it all the time? No. Because I'm busy. 
Mm. But if it's important that they speak, yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, going I back to the rumours thing, like, if you if they, don't, if they don't have anything important to say, they're not going to say it, right? I think that you lose a lot by not having them speak. Yeah. And I think that, like, considering that, at the root of it, stories are about people, right? Mm-hmm. And role-playing games are about killing people, mainly. But you've got the capacity to, to in that, in, in even a very violent game like Dungeons & Dragons, uh, or, or, you know, I mean, th- throw a brick, you'll hit a game where you're supposed to kill people and take their shoes. You have the capacity to interact with them on a human level. And even if that, like, it doesn't have to be, oh, oh look at your actions. Oh, you done wrong, my boy. Oh, <laughs> holding up a mirror to your horrible deeds. What a moral quandary you found yourself in. Are you going to kill two orcs or three? Nah. You're going to kill it's five, more... aren't you? Because it's more XP. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to find the two that are hiding in the attic. <laughs> I, I think that there's, you can really, you can paint the world nicely with that. Like you can, like you can have your orcs shout out to each other, and like it doesn't have to be um, in the language that the players speak. So you can have them like, like issuing bestial bestial roars to each other, especially if they're, if they're like, you know, wolves or dogs or what have you. Um, but you can, like, they can call each other by name. Uh, they can, they can reference, like, they can say, oh, 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 he's flanking us, get around. And, like, you like can, you can react. Those are games. Yeah, pres- yeah. They wouldn't stop yelling. Stay frosty. He must be around here somewhere. Stay frosty. Um, stay fr- I think that there's, I think... I think that you should treat your NPCs like you're in a um, mid 2010s, sorry, early 2010s Ubisoft game. And bump uh, into them badly. Bump into them a lot. Think of them like barks. How can your like? Can you come up with barks for your NPC, which is a, a game uh, like a computer game term, and a bark is kind of a, a a line which will be attached to a certain action, which is which is auto played. So, like for example, uh, when someone throws a grenade. Uh, the character might say "grenade," and that's a grenade bark. Mm-hmm. Um, so, can you think of your NPCs more in that way? How you can use their actions to to illustrate and uh, react to the actions of the players and to enforce what you're doing? Yeah, I think that's that's a really solid way of doing it as well because you can start in a in the a game in the middle of a combat mm. and still impart information through that combat. Mm-hmm. And one of the worst things I used to have in D&D was a lot of the time they'd try and capture the last one alive mm. so they could interrogate it and find out what was going on. Oh, that's never good. It's never good. It always goes horribly wrong. There's always some fucking edgelord there as well. Right. Ah, oh, pee all over his trousers. <laughs> Piss. He <Piss>. yells. <laughs> I'm going to eat his mum in front of him. <laughs> If you're interrogating somebody just to get the inf- mm. some vague, nonsensical information out of them, like, yes, there are orcs in the next room, mm-hmm. you might as well put that in his barks. Yeah. And like, why aren't they here yet? You know? Yeah, precisely. Or like, or like, uh, like volunteer that information. Yeah. Like, and like, you don't have to be like, all right, I'll tell you everything, mate. But like, oh, you, you, you'll never defeat my, my dad and his friends who are next door. He's very big. He's also very hard of hearing. <laughs> the door <Dad>! is open. <laughs> Does he? Ahem! Ahem! Ow! Ow! You've chosen the older brother again, have you? It, it's very personal for those hawks. 
I'm, but, but okay, put it that way, right? We're joking there. What a fucking great combat that would be in the you're going to fight some orcs and it's about primarily two orc brothers and their dad who doesn't quite understand them <laughs> one of which that's... wants to go into the orc business the other of yeah. which wants to open a bank yeah and like fucking great because at that point you like 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 the players can choose to interact with them and they can be like oh hang on a second. well we can help we can help you help you get that bank set up if you side with us we've got a lot of money and you've got a lot of orc <laughs> With your orc and our money, you've got uh, like, and and then suddenly it goes from being an exercise in dice rolling, which it can still be. Like you can still have a fight if you want to. Like one of the problems I think with a lot of role playing games, you can't stop people from having a fight. They yeah. can always go. They can always go down to that level. But at that point, rather than being bags of hit points and damage outputs, they're guys who want things. They're guys who 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 need things. And I think like. One of the easiest things you can do in that situation is to, rather than just having a fight, work out what the fight's for. Work out why people are willing to fight for this, and then have them talk about that. Yeah, I mean, my only issue with the over-expansion of plot during combat... It does get out of hand. It get, Not only does it get out of hand, as we've just seen with the Orc Brothers, Yeah. Um, but also suddenly that's now the most important thing in the world. A bit like the rumours from the first question. A bit like the rumours from the first question. Yeah. Like, well, actually, what I wanted to do was make these orcs feel a little bit more human and then yeah. for you to go through to the next room. Mm. But what well. we've done is you've now not gone into the dungeon, mm. which is the start of this whole campaign. What you have done is set up a bank. Well, I think that, like... It's, it's it's the challenge between like trust, between like trusting your players and and like prepping or reacting to what the players do. And if the players decide that's what like if the players are act, are acting as characters and like well that's where the interesting story is. That's kind of where it is. Sure, but what if I don't want to run a game about a bank? Well, I guess at that point you just talk to them, don't you? Yeah, I know, but <laughs> my point is that yeah, it's very easy to derail stuff with yeah. what you see as color. Yeah, and they see as ironclad plot. It's important. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's if if you do do that, it's important like to say to, like to to say to the players. So I've got like there's no sort of I I haven't been plotting out these orc brothers for weeks. This is something I came up with in the spur of the moment, and we'll enjoy this. But I'd like to get back to the main plot if that's yes. possible. I'd like to get back to the story that I've written. This is not a clue. Do not follow it. Just stab them. I think you could possibly have a variant of that where you just uh, where you just have a little a little uh, little card tent you flop, you pop up on top of your desk which says clue, <laughs> or indeed just a period where you go, this is these are not clues. These are not clues. Yeah, but perhaps you perhaps you have a, like a stupid hat you put on, and when and when the stupid hat's on, don't worry. This <laughs> this, this this is all subplot. This is all B, like B plot C plot stuff. <laughs> this is all my orc fanfic. <laughs> Forbidden tusky incest with piss. Mm. Um, Shall we move on to the next question? No, the next part of the show. <laughs> yes, let's go to the next. So part I was, just, of I was the thinking show. Of, of of piss incest. Sorry. Oh, good. Okay. J- hang on. Jingle. Did you ever want a game to exist? But not enough to make it yourself. Listeners, we had a go at answering your questions. We had we had a go at fleshing out your concepts for games. Didn't quite work. Didn't quite have what we needed this week. 
Also, I forgot to ask. Yeah, there is that. So we were going through the back the back catalogs. However, I'm going to use my brain, my giant brain, to come up with an idea for what the game could be. Okay. So, Hit me. do you know the anime? I believe it's called Trinity Blood. Yes. Cosplayed that guy from it. Yes, I did. Yes. Yes, you dressed up as it's a it's it's about giant space vampires. Well, sorry, they're vampires of normal size, but space vampires. Mm-hmm. Right. You play a young up and coming crew of space vampires in a big castle that flies that flies around space. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a role playing game because because I, I know you're into that. You've got all you've got all sorts of cool crazy vampire shtick. You've also got that kind of tea party vibe because all the vampires are posh. There was a big need- tea party vibe in Trinity Blood. He did like his tea, didn't mm, he? With like ninety bit, sugars. Yeah, for some reason. Um, was he also a vampire? Anyway. Yes, yes, he was. So, what you need to do is get your castles, and on on one part, on one level, is uh, there's kind of there's a diplomatic in- intrigue game. Okay. On the second level, there's kind of a flashy um, enter gunfighting mode because um, it was a gunfighting robot. Um, Flashy, over-the-top anime combat game. Mm-hmm. And then on the third level, there's sort of Space Castle Pokemon. <laughs> okay. In that we're going we're gonna to take our Space Castles in, into battle against one another. Uh, and it's, it's viewed as, as, a, as, a, as a faux pas to destroy your enemy's castle. What you need to do is take out the bit that they're in, steal the rest of the castle, and stick it to yours. <laughs> So you become more powerful, and like, and like, you might not always get all the shit. Like, you might, you might have, you might have a passing exchange and just like rip a chapel off. I kind of like the idea that the like side. nobody can find their way around their own castle because it's just got absolutely random not. bits stuck to it. Yeah, absolutely not. And like, and like, if you have a navigable space castle, you're viewed as a bit, maybe like a bit new money, a bit classless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your building's perfectly square. Oh, did you buy this all at one time? Is this off oh. the rack? <laughs> so you've got different clans of vampires, right? Mm-hmm. Always popular. You've got laser guns. You've got robots. You've got uh, vampire powers. You've got sexy intrigue. You've got big, tall guys with hats and those and those cult revolvers, those single action revolvers, which are pretty cool. And then you get to draw your castle and stick it together. Maybe, maybe you have like a floor plan, or you build it out of Lego. Or you you have some sort of weird three D roll twenty add on, like the gummy to... ship from uh, Kingdom yeah, Hearts. Yeah, 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 like the gummy ship or those pencils. Like, remember those pencils used to stick onto each other. Mm-hmm. You get like it's it's just it's like an inch long pencil nub, and you can put them together to make a useless pencil. So I'm going to suggest a fairly radical change here. Oh, okay. We take out the space vampires. All right. We put in orcs. <gasps> yes. What you've got there is a game of Space Hulk before it went bad. Competitive Space Hulking. Yes, and the the, the tribes of these tribes of orcs like rank themselves based on who's got the biggest castle. So if you want to be the leader in the next big ruck, you've got to go and get castle off other people. Yeah, your yeah your spaceship's big. Mine's full of fucking gene stealers, mate. (laughs) Exactly, like. Mine's still got half of the Praetorian Guard in it. I've got Chaos Cult in me fucking vents. <laughs> my engines don't work. We just fired ourselves out of a cannon at you. Pretty sure my spaceship runs off Necrons, mate. 
we just put in the engine room and they bash a bear down there. <laughs> My spaceship is one room big, but 12,000 miles long. <laughs> it is the needle that will pierce your castle. I stuck a rocket on an halo world. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, like, there's, so there is something fun about having the, like, the, the, the silliness of a of a of a giant ramshackle uh, castle contrasted with the seriousness of vampires. However, I really like playing orcs. I don't think we've had a good game about orcs yet. But also, like, the, the orcs are like obviously they're primarily fighters. But yes. they're also yes. craftsmen. Yeah, the uh, the brain boys. Like they're no, like Sorry, all of them um, in, in this game. I'm suggesting all of them are also craftsmen. Sounds good. So they're all like reinforcing things when they're not fighting. They're all yeah, yeah, building yeah. stuff and like, what have you built? Well, if you press this button, a sword shoots out the floor, and you can grab <laughs> it and stab someone. That seems very dangerous when the button is on the floor next to where the sword is. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yes. There's there's an art to it. I'll, I'll not lie. <laughs> it's a flick of the wrist. It takes you a couple sh- goes. Takes a couple goes. <laughs> <laughs> Just shrugs with these stumps. I, I think that would be tremendous. I think like, also because do you remember Battlefleet Gothic? Yes. And they had so like they had an article on making uh, uh, orc rocks. And, mm-hmm. and, and so like so like you could so uh, for the uninitiated, Battlefleet Gothic was a was a, a miniatures war game where you had uh, spaceships that you fought each other with. Yeah. In forty k. And orcs had they had like um, big sort of square ships, uh, and I, I one of my my favourite things about that was the way that the, instead of internal communi- sorry their their internal communication system was shouting very loud. Yes, and then hoping somebody just, else hears you and shouts it again. Shout down the length of a spaceship, which I really <laughs> like. Um, and so they had those, and they had ram ships, which were all sort of like really really pointed at the front and had doors you could jump out when you smashed into another ship. But if you want, if you wanted to have a, an orc rock, which is an asteroid which they've put, they've put um, thrusters on, you, they, were, they were like, get some polystyrene and some bits and mash them together and then put it on a flying base. Yeah, just sort of cover it in PVA and roll it through a bits box. Yeah, on you go, mate. And I find that very charming. I think like that level of crappy in the like, crappy ingenuity and that ramshackle look could really work like have, having a space hulk contest mm. where where like i suppose like you'd play one space hulk of boys um and like you like you'd probably be like the smallest one or like 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 the underdog the new one yeah, you've got to be, build your way up haven't you yeah yeah, yeah. and like if we like plays in the dark or something actually you might be able to run it yeah and you've got like you've got problems on your own ship You've got, um, you've got, um, like the boy. Oh, these boys have had a lover's tiff, and now they've got, they've got, they've got, we've got to uh, use proper counselling to have them express their language of love to each other. Just press this button on the floor. <laughs> My language of love is swords. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Crump Mac. It's written on the side of the sword. <laughs> I, I loves you. Um, you've got. You've got like so like you can still have a fucking tea party as well, which oh I like. yeah, absolutely. The in, meeting uh, of the clans. Yeah, the meeting of the clans stood up, and and like you you have, you have fungus brew, which is tea, which is mushroom tea, and everyone gets whacked off their tits. <laughs> um, and like and like like uh, negotiating central central uh, meeting points and stealing everyone's ship and bolting it onto your own. Fun ship combat rules. Mm-hmm. 
I'm viewing something like I want I want ship combat rules that are kind of like hungry hungry hippos. <laughs> yes, you just you know you like you, it's kind of a miniatures game, but you have like blast templates and you put yeah. it over the other ships, and then you just take that part of the ship off and stick it to yours. Precisely, yeah. I've got fucking Chris, fucking tractor cannons. Mm-hmm. Orcs have tractor cannons, and so like you just go Bruh! and then rip off a gun you want, and then and then rotate it into position on your ship. Oh, that's so much fun! Right, I think that'd be pretty good. Oh, that's great. I like that. Oh, what are we going to call it? Space Hulk. Orcs in space. Spacey, spacey, orc, orc. That's not great. It's not, is it? Mm. Never was good at names. Uh, We call it Space Hulk. We we take take the H off. Oh, that's clever. Legally distinct from Space Hulk. (laughs) You'll notice I pronounced the H. Barely any fucking Gene Steelers in this one. <laughs> two. Alright, alright, yeah, we got two around the bat, but they're alright. They won't bother you. I've now got an image of like an orc with a flat cap on mm-hmm. and a bit of twine mm-hmm. that just connects to two Gene Steelers. <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's gone got the racing York, post under one arm. He's gone full Yorkshire. Yeah. But has replaced the, the whippets with uh, with Gene Steelers. Oh, Hormigants. Yeah, I think that could really work. I think I think you've got and like and like you, like you'd, you'd have one orc who's a massive Imperium fanboy who's trying to like cosplay as a space marine. It's like cardboard. He's like he, yeah, like like he's really weeaboo about it. Mm. Like like the, like the blood axe is trying to dress up as a space marine. Calls everyone you've brother. Got, yeah, brother. You've got <laughs> keeps referencing organs he definitely doesn't have <laughs> and doesn't need, <laughs> but he's got them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm very much of the opinion that orcs aren't organs in there. There's just like there's there's maybe a brain and a heart, and the rest of it's just details. They're fungus, so yeah, fine. Yeah, um, we'll work out a name later. I'll, I'll I'll come up with a brilliant name for the title there. We'll, we'll do a huge workshop on it. Everybody yeah. will be so proud. Yeah, how long have we been recording for? Because that was one idea. I don't I know because be, we've got yeah, thirteen minutes to go. Yeah, it's going to be a slightly shorter episode this time. Um, oh fuck me, we're so close to a thousand, a hundred thousand. Well, only uh, 350 quid off on 13 minutes. 12 minutes. Oh, it's just gone down. (laughs) It's gone down a significant (laughs) amount. (laughs) Stop it, it went down again. What did you do? I don't know. Oh, what's that? Oh, we're not going to make it now, I don't think. (laughs) Oh, come on. We love you very much. We do. We're... Were again strange energy for the show, weird weird place we're in. But you know, we'll uh, I like I like to think that we that you enjoyed yourselves. And honestly, I really want to write that orc combat game. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, should we get in touch with that fantasy flight or something? Who's published? Just Cubicle Seven, now, isn't it? And be like, yeah, I think right, you still that's... technically need to be talking to Games Workshop, right? <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Um, we love you a great deal. Thank you for all your support on the show. If you've enjoyed this, you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends. Give us a bit of cash if that hundred grand wasn't enough for us. We don't get all of that. I feel I should no, just stress yeah. to people listening. We don't get yeah. every penny of that. I do actually want to say the fact that we have a hundred grand does not influence Chris and I's lives financially at all. In any way. <laughs> <laughs> We're spending most of it on books and we still draw the same salary. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, please don't think we're running around with big silver dishes full of cocaine. I just do my cocaine out of my pocket like a salty earth man. Right, like, like a standard human. Yeah. If you go to Patreon 
um, and you give us some money, you can come and hang out in the Discord, ask us questions, give us some game concepts, uh, and come and like look look and like if you if you po if you paint toy soldiers, you can paint post pictures of them, and everyone will say how good they are. We've got a really lovely supportive community. Um, and that's about it, really. Uh, we've got nine minutes left to go. Uh, we're just gonna go now. Bye. 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 Uh, see you. See you next week. Bye. Bye.